You want to clue us in on what this is? It's the remote control for my mousers. Do you have any more of these mousers? No, but the Shredder has hundreds of them. And where is the Shredder now? I'll never talk. You'd better, or else I'm gonna get sarcastic. Cowabunga dudes and dudettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Tracks. I am your host, Rob, and joining me with me is my little co-host, my little partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Grayson. Say something for the microphone, buddy. I don't know if you can hear that microphone moving, but that's him trying to move the microphone. <laughs> yeah, he's on my lap right now, and uh, he wanted to watch some Ninja Turtles today. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's been playing with... Um, his very first Ninja Turtle I gave him, it's his new bath toy. He graduated from this little bloom where we were washing him in the sink to uh, the actual bathtub now. And I gave him the uh, sewer-spitting uh, Raphael figure from the original toy line. I think it's from 1990 or 1991. We actually did a review of it not too long ago. Awesome, awesome figure. And it's cool because I actually got that figure uh, up in Michigan when I went to go visit uh, Josh Witt. So, first of all, I do want to apologize for... There being such a delay between episodes, and, and I need to apologize because I think my original plan was to have Turtle Tracks be a weekly show in addition to the weekly format of Turtle Flakes. Then I realized, you know, oh man, that's tough to do, especially working full-time. So my goal for Turtle Tracks from, from this moment forward, and I know things change, and you know, maybe we'll get more in, maybe we'll have less, but hopefully I can do at least one episode to two episodes a month. Um, if I can keep with that schedule, I'll, I'll be pretty happy. And so, th- you know, that that's our goal, right, Gray? He's sucking his thumb right now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's been about a month since we've recorded uh, the second episode of the original series. And a lot's been going on, a lot of good things. So one thing is school started this month, actually on August 1st, and I've got a great group of kids. Um, I think this is going to be an excellent year. Uh, things are looking great there. Uh, Grayson actually just celebrated his eighth month birthday last week, or actually, no, not last week, actually last Tuesday. So he's getting big, and um, uh, my wife's just working away, uh, working as hard as she can, and she's been a major blessing. Uh, she's just a, one of the hardest workers I've ever met, and uh, that's basically it. So it's um, my day off. It's a beautiful Friday morning. Grayson is gnawing on my headphones as we speak because he's getting anxious. He wants to play, or he wants to watch some turtles. Um, as far as turtle pickups, I have not gotten much of anything in the last few weeks uh, except for the comics. I do know that issue 61 of the IDW series just came out today, which is um, August 26th as we're recording this. And other than that, Grayson got, uh, we, we bought him some Ninja Turtle swimmies. And it's cool because I think it says like Cowabunga Bro on it or something like that. Um, another thing I wanted to thank our listeners for real quick 
is um, we got a couple of iTunes reviews this in the last couple of weeks, um, which is kind of a bonus. Every now and then I'll beg for a few iTunes reviews just because it really helps promote the show. But this time, I don't think last week I didn't beg. I didn't grovel. So <laughs> so it was really nice to get these kind of bonus reviews. And uh, I, listeners, I can't thank you all enough because I know you're, you're going out of your way and we're all busy. That's just life. We're all busy. You're growing out of your way during a busy day to write us a review, you know, and I, I think that is so, so kind of you. And uh, we got a couple, um, one from Jason Canary. He gave us a five-star review. Can't thank you enough, man. It says, if you love all things TMNT and want to be able to relive your awesome childhood, this is the podcast to go to. Family friendly and great for fans of all ages. Thank you, man. And then uh, we got another one, uh, August 22nd. It says, a celebration of all things TMNT. I've listened to a couple of turtle-related podcasts, and this is the one I've stuck with. The host love and enthusiasm for the TMNT is infectious, and they're not jaded in the least despite being grown adults. Even when reviewing some of the more terrible entries in the TMNT history, we wish you a turtle Christmas. These guys have fun and find the joy amongst the crud. Also, they cover the whole span of media from 1984 up through today, so you'll probably find out some turtle goodies you never knew about. In any episode, you can hear an, uh, hear about an issue of a comic, an episode of a TV show, an action figure, and sometimes even a video game. If you are or have ever been a fan of the Turtles, this show is a must-listen. I think this is from Astro Fro. Love that name. Uh, thank you so much, man. I, uh, <clears throat> I feel I never know how to take... Uh, I never know how to respond, I guess you could say, to such such kind words. I always kind of, in a way, blush, you know, sort of. So I, I don't I don't know what to say to express my gratitude, but that really is humbling. Thank you so much. Uh, honestly, that was our goal from the get-go, was to try to cover everything. And I know sometimes, you know, with scheduling, it, it's been tough. There's been times where we've had uh, scheduling issues and we've had to take a whole month off um, since we started in 2013. And I just appreciate all you listeners sticking with us. Uh, it's really, really nice that not only have you stuck with us, but that you enjoy what we're doing. Um, this is a labor of love. I absolutely love the show, and especially now that I get to share it with my son. And, and to have you guys enjoy it as well is, is just like the icing on the cake, uh, the toppings on the pizza. <laughs> so uh, as for other Ninja Turtle shows, uh, I have listened to a lot of others. I'm actually a fan of Turtle Soup. And kudos to those guys for working their way all the way through the comic books. Um, that That's our plan as well, um, but uh, they've been around longer. Uh, and I'm also, one of the biggest inspirations for Turtle Flakes was actually a, sh a show that's no longer around. And it makes me very sad. And it makes Grayson sad, apparently. And that is uh, What the Shell podcast. They were pretty family-friendly. They were passionate Turtle fans. And they just had fun. I think it was recorded out of the U.K., but, you know, if you search them up on iTunes anymore, you can't find them. So it, it kind of makes me sad. But it was a great show hosted by Dylan Cook, Chris Vint, I want to say Sween Halleck, and Mike Lacey. Um, I, they're all on Twitter, and I know they're all still avid Turtle fans. They just don't record anymore. But big shout-out to those guys. They, they were one of the first Turtle podcasts, I think, ever. You know, just one of my, my all-time favorites. Um, of course, Turtle Power Podcast, Sewer Sirens. There's so many other great shows out there um, that I've heard. There was another one I've heard uh, not long ago. It was uh, Turtle Power Pod, which was, was uh, really good. 
So that that's my thing. You know, we're all fans. This is not a competition. As far as I know, nobody's making any money doing this. You know, you know, we're all just avid fans. And uh, I say the more the merrier. And um, and then once again, Astrofro, thank you so much for for the kind kind words. Um, we love it. It's my goal to do this for the rest of my life, or you know, forever. How long the good Lord you know blesses me to live. <laughs> but uh, but thank you for that. That was really really nice to hear and very very encouraging. Um, as far as we have some uh, cool news, I have to thank BJ Hahn. Uh, she's a great friend of the show. She actually designed the Turtle Tracks logo, um, you know, where it's a sketch of me and my son and we're huddled around a little TV. She is in talks with a special guest uh, trying to get that particular person on the show. So once I have more details, once we get the confirmation, we'll reveal who it is. But it's pretty exciting. Um, I'm very, very excited to hopefully talk to this guest because, one, he's a Donatello fan. And two, he um, – you might be more familiar with him than you than you think. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, anyways, guys, I think that does it for the top of the show news. So – oh, and there's one more thing that I've been thinking about doing. Because the two dudes in a Nest podcast, they were the guys that we actually talked to during the Turtle Two, Turtles Two arcade game episode. Great guys, uh, really, really good friends with Michael and Justin. They always do a listener call in. So what I'm thinking is, I'm going to pick Michael's brain about this because I think he set it up. I'd like to do a Turtlecom segment. So if any of you listeners ever want to call in for a particular episode, maybe talk about one of the toys we're reviewing, one of the comics, or one of the episodes we're talking about, you can call in instead of writing an email or sending us a message on Facebook. So I'm going to work on that. It might take a few episodes before I can get it figured out, but stay tuned for a new TurtleCom segment. I'm gonna, that's my goal for this fall. Okay, dudes to do that, Grayson is wrestling out of my arms right now, so I guess it's time to... Finally watch an episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. And uh, since the show is still pretty new, the whole premise of the show is we basically, my son and I, we just watch the series uh, in order, chronological order. We're on episode three today, A Thing About Rats. And basically, we're just going to watch these things fresh. Um, I've not seen it in quite some time, probably since the last time we reviewed A Thing About Rats, which was very early on in our show. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and watch it again. So this is episode three of the original season. This episode aired originally on December 16th, 1987. It was written by David Wise, uh, produced by Caravallo, and it was directed by Yoshikatsu Kasai. From what I remember in the last episode, we got the debut of Krang. We got the debut of the Technodrome, Bebop, and Rocksteady. It was a big one. And I think in this particular episode, it's the very first appearance of Baxter Stockman and the Mausers. Which is kind of cool, too, because it reminds me of the original comic, where the very second issue of the the very first Mirage volume, our main villain was Baxter Stockman. So, you know, it's kind of neat that they... Oh, I hear you, buddy. Okay, guys. Uh, so while Grayson plays with... Uh, I got my power bill on the desk. I kind of forgot about that. So he's gnawing on that right now. Hopefully he'll pay the bill. That'd be great. So while he does that, we're going to go ahead and click play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and click. And there's our music. Oh, and listeners, by the way, I want to apologize for my voice. My wife and I, we've both had strep throat in the last two weeks. And my wife, she got it way worse than I did. 
but oh lord, it's it's been tough. It's been tough. And um, Grayson, who's been taking it like a champ, he's had a double ear infection because of all the allergies. So it's been a week, <laughs> but we've been hanging in there. The perfect recipe for recovery is some Ninja Turtle goodness. Mm. I'm also drinking this. It's not a shake. I don't know what you call it. It's like a, not an energy drink, but it's a little bit of a vitamin boost. Um, it's kind of shake, but it's really sour. My wife, uh, she ordered these. And she, uh, I'm trying to get off coffee. I, I used to drink close to a pot a day. I, I had a problem with that. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to ease myself off of that stuff and doing something a little healthier. But that doesn't taste that good. All right, so this episode starts off in the city, and then, oh, that was a cool cut. It starts from the city, and then it just cuts underneath to the sewers. And then one fell swoop. So the turtles, they're aggravated. They're pretty angry at this point because I think something's happened to Splinter, and I can't remember what in that last episode. So Leonardo wants April to stay with uh, Splinter, and meanwhile... Looks like the Technodrome's... Yep, the Technodrome's uh, drilling through the underground right now. I don't remember that drill. Okay, so the Technodrome has this giant drill that comes up. And Shredder's there. And he's got this box in his hand. Very technical device right there. Looks like a projector. Oh, there's those little um, helicopter things. Those little helicopter. They look like rats with uh, helicopter propellers. They're in. They were actually in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 arcade game. When you fight Baxter Stockman the second time. So now Baxter's doing this experiment with cheese. And the Mausers, and I remember this was actually something that was shown in the original comic, the second issue. And I remember being horrified because the Mauser literally eats through the rat. In that, oh! But see, in this one, he just traps him. So Baxter's trying to talk this to this um, business investor about uh, possibly selling these Mausers. For pest control. So, do you think Ajax Pest Control would be interested in Ajax Pest team? Control? <laughs> well, to put it in a single word, get out of here. To put it in a single word, get out of here. You can't do this to me. Get rid of all rats, huh? What are you crazy? You want to drive me out of business? Ooh, that that voice. That sounds like Pat Fraley. And of course, Baxter's Pat Fraley too. Who are you? So. So basically, the business guy throws Baxter out and his mouser, and Shredder greets him in the alley. And of course, he's really, really shady right now. Uh, and says, hey, I know what we can do with those mousers. Sound like a New Yorker. Hey, I know what we can do with those mousers. I'll tell you what, I miss my coffee. I know, Gray. What's the matter? With this, you can start work on a master control. So now we got Bebop and Rocksteady there, and 
What's wrong with this? I love how intimidating they looked in the early seasons, you know, before I guess they turned into kind of bumbling goons. And it looks like uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, they, they were supposed to have all these technical devices in their bags, but it really looks like a bunch of VHS tapes and floppy disks. Ah, the 80s. You know, this seems like a really elaborate plan for Shredder to use all these Mausers uh, to kill Splinter. So now, you know, Bastard has to create all these Mausers based on the one prototype that he had just to kill Splinter. I know, Gray. That seems kind of crazy and redundant. He <laughs> just smacked the microphone. Hey, buddy. Look, it's Raphael. I'm wondering if Raphael's his favorite turtle since it's his favorite toy. Oh, they're about to get hit by a train. Reminds me of uh, Ghostbusters 2 right there when the train goes through. This is not my idea of a good time. All right, so back to Baxter's lab here. Ready to commence replication process. I guess the lab is actually in the Technodrome. <laughs> Shredder! What is it this time? Oh, that's right. Um, Krang still doesn't have his body in this episode. I, I want I want to say that comes at the very end of the season. I'm trying to remember how many episodes were in the season because I know we still are waiting for the Hot Rodders and Dimension X, and then Shredder gets splintered. So I think that's the last one. So that's five. I want to say that's five episodes in the first season. I can double check that. Love how Crane calls him Saki. You know, get on a personal level. Oh, what a what a nice friend. I hope you fail again. My friends, if anyone ever tells you, you know, and they claim to be your friend, they say, "I hope you fail." They're probably not a friend. They're more like a hose head. Exactly, Gray. That's what I was thinking. But you know, you know what's funny about these Mausers? When I was a kid, I kind of thought they were really cute and cool, and I wanted one because they looked like puppies. <laughs> Except for the red light, that makes them kind of look a little evil. Yeah. So the turtles are trying to track down the Technodrome to the sewers, and as Raphael's walking up this pipe, this pipe busts. And then another pipe busts right in his face and squirts water all over. How are you feeling? Meanwhile, April's taking care of Splinter. Splinter is finally getting out of the bed. I can't remember what happened to him in the last episode. Wow, April hasn't been home since he met the tur she met the turtles, so she's probably not out of bath in quite some time. Ugh. Yeah, still got the same outfit on too. I wonder if she's like Superman, you know, just has like a dozen some of the same outfit that she puts on every day. So, but it's funny because Leo says stay here with Splinter to April, and then April takes off. So Splinter's meditating, and now these Mousers have literally eaten through the sewer wall, and they're attacking Splinter. Splinter's surrounded. Just like the comic. 
<laughs> oh, Splinter. So you're reduced to sending machines after me, Orokusaki. Oh, and the turtles show up just in time to fend off all the Mausers. Oh, great shot right there. Raphael had double size, got two of them, and smashed them both together. <laughs> Michelangelo, he was swinging those mouses around. Where'd these metal maniacs come from? Where do you think, Michelangelo? I love that. I love that. Baxter Stockman inventions on the foot of the Mauser. Just in case you want to track him down. An idiot with an ego problem? An idiot with an ego problem. But I can practically smell the shredder behind all this. Oh, great. The guy we haven't seen You know, I want to say that um Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Barry Gordon that did Donatello's voice. I want to say didn't he do the Quick Bunny Rabbit? Nestle Quick? I, I want to say he did, because that sounded like the same voice, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. That's something you haven't seen in a long time, since the 90s was the, the Quicks commercials. Speaking of the 90s, I've not gotten to drink um, Crystal Pepsi yet, and to come to think of it, I don't know if I ever had it when I was a kid. So I'm really curious, so I'll, I may go to the gas station today and see if I can find it, while I pick up uh, issue 61 in my comic store. And there's April. Very rarely do we see her um, without the raincoat. She's got a bathrobe on now. But I've got a bad feeling she's going to get attacked. Oh, somebody's ringing the bell. Oh, it's the turtles. See, it blows my mind. April's like, she's got to be like at least two feet taller than all the turtles. They look like babies. Yes, quickly. Looking for Baxter Stockman. It's funny, this scene kind of reminds me, so they're all piling up in her apartment, and she's kind of shocked and surprised, and she's like, oh man, you guys are here? That reminds me of that scene in the movie, and I think even in that scene, April had a bathrobe on. So I'm wondering if, you know, they, the movie kind of borrowed that idea from this episode. You never know, it's a stretch, but you never know. And I love how April has a picture frame, or a picture framed of a toaster. Roger, April. And of course, Danto's checking it out. <laughs> so April's like, I'm gonna go lay down and take a nap. You guys are gonna tear anything up, are you guys? And they're like, we promise. Wonder if there's anything to eat in this joint. Of course, Michelangelo's raiding the fridge. Oh my goodness! April must be a huge pizza fanatic because Michelangelo opens the door and there must be 50 stacked pizza boxes in the fridge. Nothing else. Forget milk. Forget vegetables. Maybe all the toppings are on the pizza. Wow, look at that computer. Two floppy drives on it. Ooh, Burn Thompson left a message on April's machine. Rass wanting to take a bubble bath. Oh, by the way, the whole reason they're in this apartment in the first place is, uh... Wow, look at that printer. <laughs> it's because the mouse just destroyed their sewer. Right, Greg, Greg? Hey, say something for everybody. I put him right next to the microphone, and of course, that was a bad idea. He's, he's trying to get my pop filter again. Hey, hands off, mister. Hands off, buddy. Listeners, that's Grayson. He is eight months now. <laughs> my co-host. 
Hopefully one day, maybe he'll take over Turtle Turtle Flakes for me. Watch him decide, you know, he doesn't like the turtles at all. Oh, that'd be devastating. But I'd be supportive, you know. I would try to sway him to the green side. There's our gorilla foot soldiers. Don't you wish to see the fruits of your labor? No, I'm tired. I haven't slept all night. Very well, go. He knows too much. <laughs> Shredder. He tells uh, he tells Baxter to take a take a nap, and then as Baxter leaves the room, Shredder goes, "He knows too much." So now the foot soldiers are gonna go after him. So I don't know what what the what Shredder's motivation is here. You would think he'd want to keep somebody as smart as Baxter around, and eventually he does. But in this particular episode, it looks like he wants to take him out. Oh well, you know women. No, we don't. She's the. You know women. No, we don't. We're turtles. So now the turtles are trying to uh, track down Baxter. And meanwhile, Shredder has this whole army of Mausers that I guess Baxter had. Um, well, you know, you know what's pretty interesting. I, in this episode, I don't know if Baxter necessarily wanted to create the Mausers to track Splinter. I'm wondering if, if Shredder's kept that a secret from him, and Baxter just thinks, okay, well, I, I'm going to mass-produce these for the pest. So maybe Baxter had good intentions in this episode. I kind of missed that part. I, I want to say he did, because he almost seems like a victim in this episode. So he's going to his home, what do you want now? and the foot soldiers are right behind him. They're tracking him, and they're drawing guns Take on him. But the turtles are there. Dotto throws a trash can lid on him. From Michelangelo, master of the Manriki Gusari, <laughs> and master of the Manriki Gusari, master of the manhole cover. Raphael's master of the manhole cover. Okay, Bob, let's chat. All right, so they tie up Baxter to a streetlight. You want to clue us in on what this is? It's the remote control and the they've they've taken Baxter's remote for his Mausers, and they're questioning him, interrogating him, turtle style. Martha will tickle him. Where is the shredder now? I'll never talk. You'd better, or else I'm gonna get sarcastic. You better, or else I'm gonna get sarcastic. Nothing beats cutting wit. Green streets all the way downtown. Yeah, how are we going to get there in time? You know, Baxter, I, I have to say, you know, when I was a kid, I thought he, I, I didn't really care for him as a villain. Now, now, especially in the fly form, oh, I know, but I know, I know. Now in fly form, I really appreciate him. Ooh, mistake there. You've got uh, Raphael's voice, but Michelangelo's animation there. Interesting. So now April's cleaning her apartment, and the turtles, uh, I think they're heading that way. But before they can get there, the Mausers are breaking in, and Splinter's still resting in the bed. He's been attacked by all those Mausers. And now the Mausers have found April's apartment. <laughs> They're waiting politely at the door for it. Open it up. 
must arm ourselves. I love Pete Renaday's splinter. Probably my favorite splinter voice. <laughs> April's got a, um, a rolling pin to fight off the Mausers and a pan there. Wow. Splinter just karate chopped one and a half. I fear we're about to join our ancestors. And the turtles show up. Wow. Turtles are making short work of these Mausers. These hosers. So now it looks like the apartment's crumbling. So maybe the managers have kind of destroyed the foundation of the place. So they get out of there before that. Wow, the whole apartment complex falls down. So I really, really hope April was the only person in that entire complex or everyone's dead. Let's go find the shredder. So they rescue April, and now they're going to try to track down Shredder. just like Stockman said. So what do we do now? With the equipment in the van, I can make this thing powerful enough to control all the mousers. But it won't do any good unless we shut down the master control in that old dump. So apparently the master control for all the mousers, which is strange, I thought it was in the Technodrome, but it's in this old mansion. Hang on. So that's where the turtles are heading. have a better chance than three. Well, have fun. Drop us a line if anything interesting happens. You could have tried to talk me out of it, you know. So Michelangelo, he's doing a little recon here. So he's creeping under this mansion, trying to find any clues and how to get it in there. Finds this vent, and now he's crawling up. Now to find the master control. Not so fast. Ooh, busted! Michelangelo has been confronted by Shredder. And meanwhile, the turtles are just standing out front, looking awkwardly like, uh, hey, is he coming back? Oh no, poor Michelangelo's tied up. There's gotta be some way out of these ropes. Of course, I could be wrong. So while the rest of the turtles uh, are waiting outside, the Mausers are about to attack them. Donatello still has the regular controller, but Michelangelo is supposed to be in there shutting down the master control to reverse the Mouser's attack, I guess. Don't move. Huh? That Michelangelo remind me to give him a stern talking to. If we survive this. There come the Mausers. Oh, a tentacle untied Michelangelo? It's Krang, wow. See, this is interesting because I love this back and forth between Shredder and Krang. Because, <coughs> excuse me, because um, in the first season at least, they're trying to undermine each other. And Krang is not happy, so she's at, Krang's actually helping the turtles. Meanwhile, the turtles outside uh, are surrounding the turtle van. Or actually, that's Baxter's van. So Michelangelo confronts Shredder here. Shredder's got one of those lasers. Come on, fight like a turtle. Fight like a turtle. What do you think of Michelangelo, Gray? What do you think? Is he your favorite turtle? 
make any noise whatsoever if he's your favorite turtle. Oh, do you hear that? He must be a Michelangelo fan. Say, cowabunga! Well, that's hard to do with my voice. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Okay, so now all the Mousers, they're going back into this mansion, so Michelangelo must have got the controls. So now the Mousers are tearing down this mansion. And, um, Shredder's still in there. But he's got that one drill that belongs to the Technodrome, so he runs in there real quick. And I'm wondering if that's the same drill with a little mechanical door that was used in um, the arcade game, speaking of which. Where it comes out of the ground and then a door opens up. That's the end of the Mousers. Yes, but what about Michelangelo? So poor Mikey, I don't know if he's still stuck in the house or whatever, but the house has just been torn down. So now the turtles are searching through the rubble trying to find him. Crazy thing is, I don't remember this episode, but we must have watched this about three years ago because we have an episode entitled A Thing About Rats. <laughs> oh, and so they found Michelangelo in the rubble and he's unharmed. Must have been the shell. Saved by the shell! It's supposed to be my Cory Feldman, but I can't do it now. That van's full of all sorts of surveillance gear. If we can rig it up somehow. Okay, this is interesting, because I didn't even think about this till now. So they've got Baxter's van, right? And it looks just like that Volkswagen van. And uh, apparently, Mike or Donatello's like, oh man, there's a lot of great equipment in here, great technology. I wonder if we could use it to our advantage somehow. So this is the beginning of the turtle van, the iconic turtle van. And that's how it ends. So they drive the van off. So Sh Shredder, the, I'm sure the first of many, 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 many times, has been foiled again. All right, so that is the end of this particular episode. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Humor is still on, on par with the rest of the episodes we've seen so far. Really kind of liked Krang undermining Shredder in this one. So you don't really know who the true villain of this series is, necessarily. I like that. It was cool to see the debut of the uh, Turtle Van, in a way. Uh, the debut of Baxter Stockman, who seems almost kind of unintentionally being used to create these matches to destroy the Turtles. So, overall, I was very impressed. What about you, Gray? What'd you think? He's crawling all over me. What'd you think? Say something for our listeners. Well, nope. Just grabbing the microphone again. He's a hands-on kind of guy. So, uh, to close out this totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, what kind of pizza should we get, buddy? You know, it's a beautiful Friday morning. It's hot. I could go for something kind of summery, since we still got, you know, a few more weeks of hot weather, I'm sure. Maybe even another month. So I'm going to go with a just classic Hawaiian pizza. So, guys, I hope you have a great week. I actually will be talking to you sometime in September, uh, hopefully sooner than later. So on behalf of Grayson and myself... We hope you enjoy your friends, we hope you enjoy your family, and as always, enjoy your pizza. Cowabunga dudes! You want to sit in your saucer? Okay, let's go. Into the saucer we go! He's blocking it. Oh. All right, buddy. You're going to make this difficult, aren't you? Wise guy.